You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And last week, we talked all about understanding thought energy. This conversation is circling around the concept of how thoughts become, right? And so, so a lot of the information out there is like, what do you do with the thoughts? And what are they about? And how do they work? And how do we use them to manifest? And how do we, how do we shape them? And how do we think positively or not think positively or whatever the case may be, right? There's all kinds of conversations around thoughts and um, mindset and that kind of stuff. And what is really interesting about that dialogue is how people want to shy away from any sort of discussion about, but where do those come from? And I, and I think part of the reason for that is, is ultimately we don't totally know, right? That, that's a little more challenging to kind of dive into, but let's take ourselves back to the time when even contemplating that our thoughts have any power to create was challenging, right? So, so it's like all of these concepts as we learn about them and integrate them into the collective were at one time uncomfortable thoughts, right? That's a lot of the superpower dialogue, right? Part of the reason why we break up the predisposed superpowers into our category one and our category two superpowers is because those cat one superpowers are kind of um, okay with, with us. Like the collective isn't overly uh, threatened by them. And the individual doesn't feel um, too incredibly, uh, um, you know, outed, you know, by by disclosing them. And some of those include things like empathy or psychic ability or mind reading. Um, they, now, in some circles, those are way, way out there, right? But but in, in a lot of circles, not so much anymore, mostly because of literature and movies and that kind of thing. It's just not outside of the realm of possibilities. So keep that in mind as we start talking about, okay, but where do thoughts come from, right? Like, like the, to say that everything originates with the thought doesn't take into account how the thought originated. And we know a lot about how we exchange in the thought energy frequency, but it hasn't quite gotten to uh, mainstream, right? It's just not consumable just yet. And so it's important that we continue to have these conversations and flesh these things out because it, it's mostly um, empirical information at this point. You know, somebody's experiencing it or we're seeing it in our client bases or we're testing it in, in our bodies of work. And, and so it's important that, that we continue to bring that forward. This idea about how thoughts become um, precipitates this idea of thoughts becoming things or, or, or our thoughts create our reality or thinking grow rich. Because what I find particularly um, challenging in this space for folks is unless we're willing to look at that, then people get really upset or um, discouraged at the least when they and something appears in the projection and they don't think that they thought that. So then it's like, okay, if my thoughts create things, but I know I didn't think about this beforehand and here it is, right? You can understand how that starts to either create um, almost out of necessity creates either a dissonance internally for the person or, and it also creates a distrust in the information. Both are very self-serving to the piece of us that would simply prefer that we don't explore these concepts, right? So, so we stay where we're at. 
none of that's innocent. And, and, and if we don't understand how those processes work, then you can see how um, it's easy to get disenchanted about stuff like the law of reciprocity, law of attraction and all that whatnot. So we're going to dive into that more deeply when we come back here from the break. But, but remember, folks, none of this stuff is meant to be consumed at a superficial level. Like certainly we all get to start there. We get to observe there. Some of us are awakened there. Some of us are awakened and we come into that space. And it's great to passively consume the information. But this is very much an active sport. And so we, we have to be willing to, to do a little bit deeper study. To, to look a little bit more intentionally at things, to perhaps take a class, perhaps sign up for a program or something and, and, and be very cautious with the programs or the, the classes or the, the curriculum or the content that, that wants to keep it at a superficial level. There is no, this is just that simple. It, it's super easy, but what's not simple about it is the layers and the complexities and the variables that that have to get um, highlighted in the process and so so just just keep that in mind like it, it I know that we all want the magic pill you know in the one two three step process but there's this is your existence we're talking about like this is it's not just your life it's not just your mission it's not just your work it's not just a relationship it's not just that it, it is your entirety. <laughs> It is your complete wholeness. It's worthy of a moment of reflection and contemplation. In fact, I can't think of anything else that is more worthy of that. And so really sit with that in the sense of where are you looking for guidance and what are you really being encouraged into? And if if you feel like you'd like to do a little bit more of a deeper study, um, we encourage you to check out our IM series. You can go to our site, superpowerexperts.com and click on the messages tab. Um, that that's a great way to continue in, in observation, but a little bit more of the teaching kind of getting into that. And then, and then of course, those of you who, who know that, that you're all in and would like some guidance and support with that, check out our superpower programs. But regardless, folks, call, follow your curiosity. Um, there's no threat to diving into material. The key is making sure that you're able to gauge that through some resonance. And if, and if you're not at that stage yet and you don't, you're not real confident in where spirit's guiding you and where your ego might be leading you astray, then at the very least do due diligence, right? Make sure that you know who's providing the material. Make sure you ask yourself like, what's, why would I be doing this? Right. Cause sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the, in the copy and in the 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 um, you know run to the back of the room or the or the are they kind of like for 24 hours you can get it at this price right all of that stuff it's easy to get caught up in that stuff but if you're not clear on why you're doing it and if you haven't taken a moment of reflection on it um, it's really worth doing that because otherwise what happens is you are consuming material but you're consuming it as um, whether you, whether you want to or not as as an element of truth and and you start to develop a trust with it. And if you do that before ever vetting it or, or really gauging it for your own resonance, um, it just creates more stories, which of course turn into your own unconscious programs. And the next thing you know, you're, you're, you've got something else that you have to dismantle later. Um, you can avoid that by changing some of your processes with how you're consuming information now. Um, anyway, stay with us. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're, um, we're going to continue to dive into this notion of how thoughts become. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you 
for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. We're talking today about how thoughts become. This is Disrupt Reality, and I am Tonya Don Reckla. The way that we understand thoughts says a lot about how we are able to harness the power to create with them. If we don't stop to consider where our thoughts are coming from, then we do ourselves a disservice because, especially for those of you who are predisposed to mind reading, those thoughts are coming in from a lot of different places. Um, and, and most of the time we don't know it until we have already recognized them or have labeled them as ours. And once we do that, they are ours, right? There's no, it doesn't really matter at that point, they become yours. But they're super challenging to work with because you don't, especially if we're talking about like fear stories and this or that, which is typically what comes in on those channels, then you can't really do much with it other than knowing that you're being asked to hone your tendency to take that in. But if you don't even know that you're taking it in, then you're not going to see that for quite some time. And you're going to keep trying to process through thoughts that didn't originate with you, right? Like there's no point in processing through thoughts that weren't yours to begin with. Now, the best you can do is remove it from your existence, right? And, and hopefully thwart that particular habit down the road so you don't have to keep doing that. Um, that's a very different technique and, is re- and it adds an extra layer of complexity to this idea that thoughts become things, right? Well, I don't really want everybody else's thoughts to become my things, right? I, I know what people think. I happen to be predisposed to mind reading, so not really interested in their thoughts becoming my things. Um, I was going to say, maybe not all the time. No, no, no. I think all the time, actually. Most people think in a frequency of fear. And so those those aren't really all that helpful. Um, and and, and it, it's not, here's what's really important is that you don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm going to have to work so hard. Uh, you know, how can I possibly know, right? What What are my thoughts and what are not my thoughts? It doesn't quite work like that. It's not like every thought that comes by, you've got to, discern like is that mine is that not mine did it right like in the beginning for sure it can feel like that but ultimately what happens is there's there's an awareness that occurs because you integrate this this knowledge and these this discipline of how to kind of work through that and then your natural state of existence gets to come forward and you've normalized your own kind of internal vetting system, if you will, or vetting process. But the but it's not even about that piece. It's really about aligning yourself with your own resonance so that you don't have to think that hard. Um, and so that's that's a whole other body of work and study. But if we look at, at it under the context of how thoughts become, we can start to see how incredibly important it is that we know where those thoughts are coming from. So let's get rid of this whole like mind reading thing and not even worry about anybody else and just think about ourselves. Even within ourselves, we've got lower frequency aspects. We've got 
our ego, if you will. We've got our highest aspect. Like who even within ourselves is creating these thoughts? Who's having these thoughts and what's the um, motivation for them? What is it really feeding? Because we've got some pretty smart pieces in there. We also have some pretty undeveloped pieces in there. And, and just like I don't necessarily want everybody else's thoughts to become my things, I don't necessarily want all of my lower frequency aspects thoughts to become my things, right? That never really works out well for me. Not interested. So how do we not do that, right? This level of complex dialogue around thoughts is what's missing in most of the conversations about thoughts become things. That's, it's a really great kind of way to look at it. And certainly it's true. And we have to be willing to look even deeper into it because that's actually where, and, and this is kind of a spoiler alert for those of you who haven't watched our In the Beginning IM series or um, are in our courses um, doing the five steps of manifestation. But if we follow the thread back to, okay, who's thinking our thoughts, that's where we have to get very real with ourselves about where our inspiration comes from. Who's guiding us? Um, what master do you serve, right? What are you in service to? Like, like throughout time, we've got all of these like sayings of like, like, but, but ultimately like, what's the meaning of life, right? It's that level of question that lies just before we start to acknowledge thoughts. Thoughts are just symbols of conceptualization. Words are even worse. They're symbols of symbols of symbols, right? And so it's like the thoughts aren't, can, our thoughts can never totally encapsulate the conceptualization that we're able to access at a divine level. Divine knowing, like it's, it's constant. It's like all the time you're processing at these, these conceptual levels and it's, it's brilliant. It, and filtering it into thoughts is, is its, own, its own trial. So you can understand now why those thoughts then are, are pale representations of what we know to be true at a higher level, but, but we have to work with them. I'm just talking about the the ones that are informed through spirit. So imagine ones that are not, right? And if they're formed from fear, which most of us make things and build from fear until we learn not to, those things create whether we're consciously aware of them or not. And so if you don't know what programs are running and you're unconscious and, and stuff got planted in there without your conscious awareness, and certainly for a lot of us without our buy-in to it, those are programs that are running in the background that you're not even aware of. They're pulling your resources, they're, they're broadcasting signals, they're doing all kinds of stuff on the back end that thwarts your conscious desire to create, or said another way, your de desire to consciously create. That's where we get the problem of this thing is showing up in my existence and I didn't ask for it, right? And then we like to blame everybody else and say, well, it must be co-created, right? Somebody else must be creating and I'm just the victim here, right? And so blah, 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 blah. So if we leave out that part of the conversation about how thoughts become, we're missing a big portion of that dialogue. And, and uh, most people just get frustrated and stop trying to apply the processes and, and the magic of managing thoughts to create because they're not in touch enough with themselves to know even where they're coming from. The caution here, the healthy caution, I guess I should say, is when you 
feel like, or if you take a pause and you can sense that there's more to a story, be willing to ask, at least energetically, spiritually, what's the rest of the story? In a case like this, right, you can see where real damage gets done if we don't speak to that and don't allude to that. But the challenge is, especially for you practitioners out there, is that for a lot of people, accepting that thoughts become things is super radical. Like, I don't mean just just super radical. I mean, like, 99% of the population isn't even engaging in those conversations. We're not talking about those who actually believe it could be true, right? So now you're going, okay, that's great, Tonya. And then now you want me to tell them that their thoughts, that they're not actually thinking their thought, they're like their persona, the aspect of them that they identify as isn't really responsible for their own thoughts. Like this is just going to frustrate people. Absolutely. I get that. You have to teach where you're guided to teach, stand in your gap, do what's yours to do. And for your own evolution, don't stop there. When you build like where you're, where you're training stuff, I guarantee there's more for you, right? So even in the explanation of like thoughts become things else, and we absolutely, the people that we have to be teaching that we have to be talking about, right? You, you got to know where your place is in all of this folks and keep going. You keep going, right? Make sure that you're not building business systems and stuff that require you to stay stagnant. It won't work well, right? Don't get, don't camp out in a place and develop a whole brand and personal, all this stuff around this thing because it will prohibit your growth or you'll destroy your business. One of the two. That's why the personal brand thing is particularly challenging. But, but the best you can create spaces that are going to allow you to keep evolving, even as you're teaching at certain levels, right? At certain frequencies, that, that's the name of the game. So, so hear me when I say like the thoughts become like, we need, oh my gosh, we need that. We need that. We need that. And for those of you who've been playing with that for a little while and somehow suspect there might be a little more to that story, keep going, just keep going. And you'll know, you'll get, you'll, the same way you discovered all this, you'll keep discovering things. Um, but that's, there's more to that story. And, and so, so two really key components there to pay attention to. If you're a practitioner, if you know you're here to to work with others in these capacities, either personal development, spiritual growth, then really truly take to heart this concept of your continued evolution. Make sure you know where you're being challenged, where who you go to, to, to kind of break your world open again, right? Because you're going to continually bust through constructs until you get up into those abstract frequencies and the shifts feel a little bit differently there. But that's, that's a constant, right? And so make sure you've got your mirrors, make sure you've got your people to support you and then, but then secondly, recognize that that doesn't necessarily always match up with where you're teaching, right? Certainly we teach what we've synthesized, but you may be teaching in a space for a while and, and you feel called to converge there, right? Develop courses, whatever the case may be, capture that at that frequency so you can keep going. This is the divergent convergent growth models. You have to be able to converge where you're guided to build, but you have to be able to keep moving, right? This is, these are really fluid models and they're, they're super fun to work with but we've got to start thinking that way. Um, and ultimately that's when we get clarity around things like how thoughts become beautiful. Right? So this week really take this to heart. Think about it, sit with it, be like, okay, where did that come from? Right? Why am I thinking that way? And sometimes we don't know. And, and you don't necessarily have to find the or origination point. The key is to open the space of inquiry that says, maybe it's not what I thought it was. Perhaps it's bigger than what I originally understood. 
and, and open that space up. And I guarantee you'll start getting insights about it. All right. Beautiful. Well, make sure you go check out our messages. Sign up for those if you haven't done so already. Uh, superpowerexperts.com slash messages. And check out the programs if you're interested in, in a deeper study. We, it's such a beautiful, beautiful cadre of people and experience that our clients are having in that. Um, and, it, and it gives you the opportunity to really take these principles and apply them in, in your kind of day-to-day, moment-to-moment existence um, in a really supportive and, and loving capacity. Um, if that feels like a warm hug to you and feels like home, then, then go check out our programs page. Regardless, folks, until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.